Hello, family and friends. I'm honored here for day four with the Shukla family, and now I've got Ray with me. And Ray was not in Michigan when I was with the rest of your family uh, back in December, Ray. So I'm just really pleased and honored to have you with me, and thank you for taking time out. So, Father, we just thank you for Ray's willingness to share his testimony, Father. And we give you all the honor and glory. We're so thankful for Jesus and his sacrifice at Calvary. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Ray, I'm just going to let you start sharing where you came from and how you came to the Lord. Absolutely, yeah. So as you guys have heard from everybody in my family, or if you haven't, check it out last few days. Amen. So I was born and raised in church under Dr. Mark Barkley. My mom had started going to the church before I was born. So that's just where I was born and raised. Yep. And if you've heard my brother's testimony, I was raised by a single mom in a home that had complications and just a lot going on. And I did a lot of moving around and things. And at a young age, my perception and my perspective were skewed, mostly in myself, but also in others. So it just led me down a path of just a lot of like self-loathing, hatred, anger, and a lot of rebellion. Okay. <laughs> a whole bunch of rebellion. So uh, I mostly did good, I would say, until probably around the age of like 16, 17, I started to dabble here and there and try some things and do some things. I never really got into any substances or anything until I was 18. Okay. And uh, senior year of high school, I started getting into some stuff. I also joined the military when I was 17, still in high school, waiting to go to basic. So even then, it wasn't hard stuff. I was, you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking with friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Went into the military, and basically at that point was the first time in my life where I had the freedom to decide what I wanted to do as far as religion and what I believed. In that time came a, I kind of called it like that, that season of my life was like a spiritual journey. It was an exploration okay. of to see what I wanted. Um, and I, I tried a lot of things. I looked into a lot of things. And... Basically, at that time in my life, for a couple of years, completely abandoned my childhood in the way that I was brought up. And that took me down the path of Buddhism. And basically, it all just ended to, I couldn't find anything to be true, but there was too much pain related to my young years. So I didn't want Christianity to be true, I think, okay. was part of it. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it gets made up that atheism was okay or agnostic. Uh, yep. okay. Just didn't have any belief, really. And it's a scary place to be. <laughs> yeah. when, you don't, uh, when you don't look to anything higher than yourself, you become very self-destructive, and that's what I did. And with that, I dealt, I dealt with some, own, some of my own medical issues. At uh, 19 years old, I had my first heart attack. Wow. Um, I had a heart attack 11 months later at 20. And that ended my military career, which my whole life coming up, the military was my ticket out. It was the ticket out of my city. It was the ticket at that time with the feelings I had. It was a ticket away from the pain, from the family. Like, it was just, it was the escape of everything. So to lose that was very detrimental to me. Yeah. Um, so with that and everything else that already happened, it just pushed me into a downward spiral. I got really heavy into drugs. Started like most people did on marijuana. But I, I used to play a game with people, name a drug. And if you name it, I did it. And that, wow. that was that was a game I didn't lose. Uh, I used wow. to, it was a bar game. I used to do it for free drinks. Like, so I've uh, I've gone down that path. I've, I've done everything in the book. The only thing I didn't like was pills. So I didn't stick with them. But I was an upper person. I smoked crack meth. Did a lot of cocaine. Went to rehab. I did years on and off of getting arrested and going to gotcha. jail. And even through all of that, there was favor. It was an undeniable favor that... Uh, 
that God really had his hand on my life. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I always joke with my mom, because the Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah. I say those prayers don't hold a candle to my mom's. Wow. Your uh, mom is a prayer warrior. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I went through my years. I went through my mistakes. I, d- I did a lot of things, caused a lot of pain. But the one thing I always had was whether I saw eye to eye with my family, I knew that there was always some love there. Yeah. There wasn't acceptance, and that was my choice, not theirs. And so it took, it, basically, I got to the point I was doing about $1,000 worth of coke a week. I was trafficking cocaine from... I'll just say from the south to the north, but I was trafficking okay. cocaine all over the U.S. Okay. It was the only way to support the habit, and I was living in a house with four adults and a about an eight-month-old baby, two dogs, no electricity, hadn't had electricity for about three or four months. I woke up one day, and I just decided that that was the day. I was going to quit everything, or I was going to kill myself. That was it. Yeah. And uh, that started a journey of a lot of moving around and trying to find myself again and I'm not even out of the woods yet that's the funny part you know this year I've even gone through a lot of battles and things but the one thing that's just always remained true in my life is uh, just the love of Christ like, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> that it really doesn't matter like we can make the same mistakes because that was the thing I always dealt with I was always ashamed to come back to church I was always ashamed to show my face like because the terrible things I did or that I thought I did. Mm-hmm. But really when it all came down to it, I just, I've, and I've kind of realized this year, even up till now, a lot of it for me was a lot of church because I grew up and it was all about just the appearance and just, you know, showing up to church so that I can do my job that I was given to have that title that I was given to make the people happy that I wanted to make happy. But, you know, being raised in church, I just never grasped that personal relationship that some people find. Um, And it took me into being an adult, almost 30 years old, to really realize that I was going to church for the wrong reasons and I wasn't wasn't on that right path. But kind of like throughout this year is actually the year that I've really been learning a lot about myself and coming to peace with myself. And that's helped my perspective. It's helped my journey. It's helped get me back in church and get me just back on the right path. And it's been a long road. It's interesting in the last probably three, four months, I've just experienced more. And I've experienced God. I've been on on mission trips. I've been in crusades, healing crusades. I've seen amazing things. I've seen God's work. Yeah. But I just ran for no reason. I ran. Uh, Yeah. It's interesting when you come home because even I've come home a couple times and it's, you know, the older brother's there. He's there to judge you. (laughs) And uh, he's there to have his feelings. But it's been a lot to get over this year. But... It's really just what it took is an elder in my church actually sat me down. She called me to her house and she had no idea, but I was drunk as a skunk when she called me over to her house. And I had just quit going to the church I had been attending. And uh, she just sat me down and she was like, uh, whether you ever step foot in church again, uh, sorry. Uh, She said, whether you ever step foot in church again, I just want to let you know that I love you. And uh, just that moment that she took broke 29 years. Yeah. The love of God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I look back and I know that church people love me. I've had people that have loved me my whole life. 
but it was all so relational to me. I tied it all to church. They didn't, but I thought they loved me when I went to church. I thought they loved me when I did good. Yeah. I didn't believe that it was I was capable of earning their love or receiving their love when I was at my worst. But hearing that for the first time and just being told that I could be loved outside of my attendance, outside of my um, my works, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. my own works, like that, uh, it really ministered to me and it blessed my heart a lot. Yeah. And since then, I have changed a lot, yeah. given up a lot. I'm back at church, I'm traveling to conferences. Yes. <laughs> I've got a family that loves me. I'm so grateful to be here, and. It's always interested me that my testimony is separated pretty far from my family, and that's because I ran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've always been here and I've been a part of it, but my testimony is very different, and my yeah. testimony doesn't include a lot of the same stuff except for the beginning. Right. Uh, and thankfully, the end, because yes. <laughs> uh, because I am home, I'm happy, and if I could say, I guess, just one thing to people like to believers yeah is uh sometimes just step back out of your own perspective and just remember that sometimes people's perspective of their life is the reality yeah and uh reality is very real to yes, that person yeah. and you know you can uh <laughs> you can say a lot more with love than you can with words yes you can yeah Sorry for being emotional the whole time, but no, thank I can't you. talk about it normal. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Hey, Would no you problem. like to pray for the listeners, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't mind praying at all. Okay. Um, I was listening to you record a couple podcasts before this. Uh, the Lord just put it on my heart. I wanted to read the Ephesians 3 prayer. Thank you. It just says that for this reason, I kneel before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and earth is named. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his spirit and that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and height and depth of God's love and that you may know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we may ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory and in Christ Jesus for all generations forever, ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ray. It's been such a blessing. And you know, the Lord just softens your heart. I used to be a tough football player, boxer, and you know, and I preach a lot of times I cry because I'm just, God just softens our hearts, you know? And so um, I appreciate your heart. And it's been probably one of my favorite podcasts I've done in 650, some of them. I mean, I really appreciate it, Ray. God bless you. And I hope we can do it again sometime in the future. And if you want to contact Ray, contact our ministry. I'm sure I can hook you up with him. And if you have any questions, you'd like just to talk to him about the Lord, then I, I can hook you up, I'm sure. If you want to reach our ministry, you can do so at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. You know, and I think if you didn't hear that in today's message, without love, there is no Christianity because God so loved the world that he gave. And sometimes we get so caught up in the details, we forget about the love. And so thank you, Ray, for reminding us about love today. 
And folks, go talk to somebody about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.